Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Barry Rice. I'm back. What's up, everybody? And Mac Daddy Pete Robertson. I'm in the house today. Yes, I am. Are you wearing a hat, Pete? I am. First time I've ever worn a hat on the show. When we it's got a, a show of first today. Yeah, and I have a black shirt. Yeah, well, they can see the black shirt. But Pete. if they're not watching on YouTube, I'm just telling people on podcast. Okay. I'm wearing a black hat with a black shirt. And I have dandruff. <laughs> so you might see white things if you're watching. <laughs> you wow. got to have a really good camera, though. Yeah. How's your camera? Oh, no, maybe. Yeah, I can see Who it. Who knows? I can see I it. I can blow it up. Barry, you got to go on your church. Where are you going? Ah, this is the uh, name of our church. It's gochurch.life is our website. And uh, we're really excited about the church we're planning. It's going to be pretty Nice. Cool. Show sponsor today, GoChurch.life. Right? And the, the, logo, right? the logo itself is pretty tight, man. It just hey, is thanks, so man. pretty. Look at that. Oh, it's, there it is. It has, uh, now we can see it. It's the colors of the Seattle Seahawks. So if anybody's wondering it what is. it looks like on podcast, it's like bright green. It's the blue. You catch whatever. the cross in the middle now, of the logo? Now he messed up his whole mic. Did, did you catch that? You see the cross? Yeah, he needs to tighten That's that. That's awesome. You good? Are you okay? Yeah, I'll be all right. All Thank right. you. Guys, well, we're going to have, <laughs> this is a little mic. different show today. We're just going to have some fun. We've we've heard that people wanted to know <clears throat> a little bit more about us, which I don't know why they would want to know more about us, but in, in, I jest. But, uh, yeah, we're calling it Random Ram- Ramblings You Need to Hear. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's just start this off, guys, unless right. you have anything that you wanted to share that was on your heart. No? No. You know oh, what? I don't know. I always should, have something we, to share. Well, and, we, and we should pray before we do it. Even uh, though we're going to have a fun, goofy show, we, we still pray. need to bring the Lord in. It's always about Him, isn't it? it? it amen. Yeah. Amen. You want me to pray or you want to pray? Um, I'll do it. Yeah, I do. I'll do it. I have to take my hat off, though. All right, take your head off. All I'm right. about to pray. Okay, I'll do it. All right. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we have. We uh, thank you for our listeners, Lord. We ask that uh, even even though the show's a little different today, we, we still, uh, everything we do, want to bring you glory. We want to just put point uh, people to you, Lord. Uh, so bless what we're about to say, what we're going to talk about, the topics we're talking about, Lord. And, uh, man, just, just use this podcast to draw people closer to you. We love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. My hat is an O'Neill hat. I just looked at it as I took it off. Is that the official show sponsor today? I didn't know. It was, it's O'Neill. I just thought I'd let everybody know. It's, it's an O'Neill hat. If they would like to sponsor a show, we would love for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there you go. We would take a sponsor. There we you need go. sponsors. You right. surfing O'Neal. Southern California oh, people. I am it. ready to go. O'Neal. Oh, that's right. It's surfing stuff. Yeah. You are a surfer, dude. I used to be. <laughs> I would sink the board now. <laughs> I would get on the board and it wouldn't go anywhere. Oh, That's not true. But still, mercy. yeah, I don't surf anymore, no. Well, next I, time we get out to Southern California, you're going to I'm actually afraid of going in the water. Are you? Yeah. Are you afraid of sharks? No, not the sharks. Sand, the little sand things in the water. In Stingrays? The, yeah, those. Ooh. They're, they're mean. Or jellyfish. Not, I don't like Ooh, those either. No good. Yeah. All right, speaking of jellyfish and, and sharks, actually, it has nothing to do with this. Oh. Well, it might. It depends on what you pick. Okay. Our first... Item of discussion today. A random rambling. Random ramblings that you need to hear about, folks out there in, in <laughs> podcast land. All right, guys, here it is. Movies you have seen at least 10 times and why. Okay. And, uh, you want to start? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. You start. I will start. So th- I had three movies that came to mind. You saw really? three movies over 10 times? Re- yeah, I've got three 16 movies. 16 Candles, was that one of them? <laughs> you can do yours in a minute, Mr. Um, notebook. Anyway. 
so here's here's my three that just jumped in, and I'm sure honestly there's probably more. But uh, for love of the game, have you oh, ever have I you ever lo- seen that? I love that. Movie. If that movie is on and I'm flip you know flipping through the channels, I cannot turn the channel. My I wife don't. And I love that game. I don't know what it is about them. I mean, Kevin Costner, right? So I mean, he's awesome. I, I love his I love his acting, but. There's something clear about... Clear the mechanism. Clear the mechanism. Yeah. There is something about that movie that I just cannot turn off. Mm-hmm. And every... Th- I mean, you guys... Well, I'm like... You know what? I was I was going to say spoiler alert. But guys, if you haven't seen these movies by now, that's your own problem. Yeah. So, From spoiler alert. The game's alert. worth the watch. It is an amazing movie. And watch it with your wife. Watch it with your wife. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a love or story. Or husband. And it's a, it's a baseball movie. And it's a love story. And it's about this... this uh, Old retired, wrapped up, Detroit wiped up Tiger Detroit dude. Tigers pitcher, kind of like Pete, you know, old and, and uh, washed up, <laughs> and um, he's pitching his final game of his career, and uh, it, he got he's got a perfect game going, and it's just the host story is kind of uh, wrapped around that, and they the do ages. flashbacks and stuff, and it's just it's just an amazing movie. I I, I love it. I can't turn it off. Uh, my second movie that popped into my head when I thought, no, thought no, about let's it. let's do one. You want to do one? Everybody do one, right. and then, then we'll come back. Yeah, yeah Barry, you're up. Well, then you're up. <laughs> Mighty Python's Holy Grail. Oh, my gosh. I haven't seen that in ages. <laughs> I've never seen it. We're the Knights who say Oh, it's so funny. It is so funny. There's so many one-liners in that. you gotta, the you got to see at least me. once. I'll take your leg off. No, you won't. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> There's like a come bo- back here, I'll bite your leg off. There's a ton of one-liners in that. It's like almost as bad as Nachos Libre if you haven't seen that. Oh, uh, we j- I just saw that. That was that What'd was. What do you think? It was unique. Did you get some holy chips. <laughs> do you like my stretchy? Man? Do you like my stretchy? Pants? Oh my goodness. Sometimes men have to wear stretchy pants. Okay, well then mine is gonna be uh, notebook. I I knew. How did I know? I've seen it over ten times. How did I know? I don't know why I've seen it that many times. Listen, if you're, anybody's out there listening to this, I recommend you watch it on TV. Don't watch the actual version of it. Why? Because there's like stuff in there that you don't need to see. Oh, I thought you meant because of the, we watched, I'm like you needed time during the commercial break. This is where my mind went. This is the funny part. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we were going to have fun today. I watched it. Let's keep it PG, guys. I watched it. <laughs> I watched it on I watched it on the like like Netflix or something or something like that and I was like ooh it kind of made me a little uncomfortable but then I watched it on TNT and it was a little bit easier to watch I'm just saying watch it on TNT I don't know it was a good movie though Vid Angel our sponsor of the day yeah that's it <laughs> you could watch it on Vid Angel but it really take relates the parts if you if you've ever seen the movie it relates to my wife and I story that's awesome and I think it we're just very much connected there and we see each other dying together one day so that, wait, wait a minute let me ask this question so is there a chick flick that you have watched more than 10 times Bob um yeah 16 candles <laughs> no for love of the game <laughs> that is kind of romance it's kind of a chick flick yeah it is. for but, me it's Sweet Home Alabama oh yeah that actually, actually is a really good movie that I, is really I good. enjoyed that movie yeah yeah I like watching those type of movies. I don't know. That's me, though. I'm okay. I'm good with the Hallmark Channel, man. I don't mind. I, if if I, you would have said Anna Green Gables, now that, that would have scared me. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, I have $4. <laughs> All right. Second movie for me is uh, my all-time favorite movie. It's A Few Good Men. I, that's just another movie I cannot turn off. You can't handle the truth. And, and <laughs> like you just said, Pete, there's probably another good one to watch on TV because of yeah. some of the language at the, at the end. But... Uh, um, 
it's the Marines. You kind of expect that language from Marines, right? Tom Cruise, Demi Moore. Uh, there are so many stars. Keith, Keith Kiefer Sutherland, um, Jack Nicholson, um, Wiley. Uh, Wy, uh, no, what's his name? Um, Noah yeah. Wiley. Um, the, I'm trying to think of his name. Kevin Bacon. Uh, Cuban Gooding Jr. Yeah. It's insane the, yeah. the number of stars that are in that movie. Very good um, movie. If but, you were just wondering, yes, Bob is an Air Force guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but just a great movie. I I, I love the, the the story of it about you know, at the end of it, and they're like you know, we did nothing wrong. We did nothing wrong. He's like, yeah, we did. We didn't stand up for, we didn't stand up for Willie. We didn't stand up for someone who couldn't yeah. stand up for himself. Mm-hmm. And it just uh, I just love the movie. I love the story of the movie. The acting in it is just phenomenal. The the way it was written, it directed everything about the movie is just phenomenal. Mine would have been Top Gun. If you want to talk that way. I love Top Gun. That's You're going ballistic, Map. Go get them. You got a new one coming out this fall, too. Yeah. So I've seen it over 10 times, and I've memorized. When I watch it on TV, I've memorized a lot yeah. of the lines. Yeah. I feel the yeah. need yeah. for speed. I feel hey, the need for speed. I was speed. going to say, my next is a military movie, too. Which one? Major Rutherford <laughs> B. Payne. <laughs> Grow my little tulips. <laughs> Do you guys, I, you see a pattern here with Barry's movies? He likes They're all funny. comedies. He, like, he, he likes to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes this so much fun. We like to laugh. All right, let's move on to the next. We're not going to get any of these other ones. All right, all moving right. on. Do you have any other movies you have to absolutely share? We're good. Well, uh, my favorite all time is Braveheart. Braveheart, yeah. Yeah, it's classic. Very good. So we all got to name our favorite movies. And for those of you at home that are keeping score, Pete is Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Barry's is a brave heart, and mine is a few good men. That's it. All right. This one, a little more serious. Um, what are your top three books uh, that you would recommend today, and why? You want me to go? Yeah. I'll go with one. Mine, of I, I talk about it on the show all the time, George Miller's autobiography. Um, what it taught me is to um, surrender everything to God and to pray and to trust that God answers prayer and that we don't need anybody else's help. All we need is God's help. And if you just stick to that formula, God will do a miracle and work faithfully in your life, guaranteed. That's what I learned with the George Miller autobiography. Good. I've studied everything about that guy. I've been over to Bristol, England. I went to his whole work there. Um, I've read most books and commentaries. I've read most of his sermons that he has on. So, And I've modeled my life after that guy. So George Miller's autobiography. Yeah. How about you, Barry? I would have to say a very small book called The Go-Giver. Oh, I almost wrote that down as well. Yeah, that book really, really influenced me to add value to others, and that's the goal of life. That's good. That's funny. I, I seriously, I almost wrote that down as my first book because it's so. It's you can literally sit down and read it in one reading, and and it's mm-hmm. very influential. But instead, I went with a book that no one has ever sat down and read in one in one reading. Um, I, and this is this is also a, this is a non uh, spiritual book, but uh, it influenced me. And I think uh, we'll see. The name of the book is Atlas Shrugged, and it's just intense, long reading. But the the reason I like this book. Is it? It shows the the possibility of evil with government, and uh, you know it. It describes 
the consumer and and uh, and producers. They actually use the word moochers. She uses the word moochers a lot as the consumers. But I can relate that into our kind of our church mm. culture as well, mm. where there's just so many people, uh, or so many of us that are just consume, 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 and not and not producing, you know, or not serving. So I, I believe, even though this is it's clearly not a biblical book, um, there's definitely some application that I think you can use. But it just warns of the of the evil of, uh, you know, stealing from other people, you know, stealing from people that are producing. My next one would be um, Unseen Realm by Michael Heiser. I actually brought it it in studio here today. So if you guys want to see it. Oh, look at that. Um, This book is, so this is, this is the book, Martin Luther. So I've, I've drawn from Martin Luther and I've drawn from Calvin. Um, I've drawn from some of the Augustine, Augustine and some of these older guys that have really given us really good commentary, given us really good um, theological understanding of the Bible in context. Well, what Michael Heiser has done is he's he's taking he's taken um, the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Qumran and in all of the Mesopotamian kind of mindset or thinking. He's, he's taking that literature that they found, he's studied it, he's un, 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 and, and learned exactly what that culture was learning or what they knew during that time. And so then he would reference it to um, what Jesus would say, and then he would correspond it to some of the, the pseudographical books like the Book of Enoch, Jubilee, some of the other ones that were actually found in the Qumran scroll. And um, it has just completely opened my eyes and when you start reading First Peter, when you start reading Jude, when you start reading some of the things that Jesus says, it all makes sense because they were talking from that culture. They were talking from this, that we call it the second temple theology. And they were talking from a whole different line of thinking. It's, it's what happened after the deluge, after the flood. And, um, and so then it references a lot of Genesis 6, 1 through 4, the Nephilim, the, the, the things. It's just, it's, it's a remarkable, fascinating book. And if you ever wanted to know the Old Testament or learn the Old Testament, read this book. It'll help bring the Old Testament to life. And so it's just, it's a fascinating book. It's a tough book to read, um, but it's amazing. So The Unseen Realm by Michael Heiser is my next one. And that's the only two I was going to do. So You're we, only going to do two? Yeah. You have any more, Barry? Oh, yeah. I've read more than one book. Uh, <laughs> that's not nice. Green eggs and ham. Yeah. Hey, I would say next would be anything by John Maxwell. Amen. Uh, I, I just really like leadership reading, and and uh, uh, I read most of his stuff, and um, it's really really good. That's what I would have said. My third one was Courageous Leadership by Bill Hybels. Mm, I love that too. And when when I was reading his book, and he over and over emphasized that. Uh, the church is the hope of the world that in that reading, I was called to plant a church. Yeah. That's a great book. That's, that's awesome. A great book. Um, my other two were, um, first Eric Metaxas, a biography of Bonhoeffer. Yep. Um, just hard read, oh, but it's worth it. Well, and, and honestly, and I'll be on, I listened to it. I, mm. I got the audio book on that one and listened to it, um, on a car ride back and forth to Virginia. <laughs> Because it's a long book. It's a big, thick book. It's Everybody's a big, it. thick yeah. book, and uh, <clears throat> yeah. So I, 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 you know, I didn't actually read it. I listened to the book, mm-hmm. but just man, what what a story of um, just faithfulness, and I, you know, he used terms like you know, cheap grace, and you know how how we should respond to the gospel, and and standing up into the, and you know it. 
to opposition of uh, you know Nazi Germany and and you know literally giving his life for for uh, the gospel just just an amazing amazing story um, and then my last one is actually a, a very recent book um, it's called Until Unity by Francis Chan and it just talks about how the church um, and it's just battling each other and tearing each other down and that that's got it's got to change and uh, so i would i would highly recommend that book as well Dietrich bonhoeffer has a book called cost of discipleship yeah and it's a phenomenal book that just really shares the cost of what it means to be discipled um bonhoeffer would have been another one of those that i would add in with the martin luther and with the calvin where if he had if they had the information that we have today because the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Qumran Scrolls were not uncovered until the until the fifties, if they would have that information they have today, their whole interpretation on so much of their commentary would have been completely changed and transformed. And so that's what I loved about with Michael Heiser is just it it, it just brought to life everything that was actually happening during that time. It's pretty remarkable. Let me ask you guys, what are you reading right now? I'm reading a book called Demons <laughs> by Michael Heiser. Yeah, I um, I just got, man, I don't have my, oh, my phone's right in front of me. I'm trying to think. Um, physical book. I, 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 Conquer yeah. Through Surrender by Pete Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> that is on my bookshelf, but I'm not reading that right now. I'm trying to think. I, um, well, I just finished up um, a couple books, and I'm trying to think of... I, I'm not actually in one. Um, I've got a couple audiobooks that I listen to on my walks. Um, that's what I was going to look up on my phone. Um, one of them is by um, uh, Greg Rochelle. It's, um, I'm trying to think, it's terrible. I can't remember the name. It's his most recent book. Um, so I'm listening to that. And um, yeah, I guess that's really about. Oh, no, I know what it was. I'm drawing a blank. I, something, a, a book I wanted to read forever um, is uh, Pilgrim's Progress. I'm I'm listening to that also on my walk. So cool. those are the two that I'm listening to right now. I uh, I'm reading Sam Chan's uh, book on culture. Mm, that's a good book. Yeah. <clears throat> I haven't read it, but I read the reviews on it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, cool. I'm gonna read that. That's good. Well, <clears throat> guys, we've given you some books to add to your reading list. So, and t- you know what? Why don't we, you guys tell us what you're reading too on, on Facebook? Just type it into the chat or on the on the comment section of YouTube. We'd love to hear what what you guys are reading, or if you have any recommendations, you think uh, hey, these crazy guys would enjoy Here, reading that. Let's do that, that next cool. one later. Let's do the you best save that one. Yeah, we'll do it later. What do you? What? Just best tell me which best restaurant, best restaurant you ever eaten at. Yeah, that, to me this is easy. I've, I've actually got two of them, and they're both in Vegas. Is that weird? Yeah. Um, it's very weird. The, that means the, you're there too much. Probably. Oh. So the the old um, the old homestead is a steakhouse oh, at, at Caesar's Palace. Yeah. By far the best steak I've ever had in my yeah. life. It was phenomenal. And then uh, for atmosphere and best and so and I was by myself, so that that's not great. But so the reason I had the other one is this was more of an experience, and it's a place where I took my wife. It was a, re- a restaurant called Olives. It's at the Bellagio, and it overlooks the fountains. Mm. So you're sitting out on the patio. The food was amazing, but the scenery and the company were even better. So um, the olives. And the bad bad part is it's not there anymore. It's another restaurant. So anybody that's listening, the reason why Bob's in Vegas a lot 
is because he bowls, and there's a big, huge tournament there. We really <laughs> know why Bob goes to Vegas. Bob doesn't just go to Vegas to go to <laughs> Vegas. There's car, a reason the behind way. it. What happens in Vegas? No, does no, no. not stay in. That's a lie of Satan, guys. And, and it's not that we're saying that Vegas is bad. You're just in Vegas. You need to bounce your eyes a lot, and you have to be very careful when you're in Vegas. Yeah, it's kind but of like there are the some beach. really good in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Bounce well, your it's eyes. a little worse sometimes. <laughs> they got some weird stuff going on there. But um, I'm going again in November. Restaurant. I'm going to Vegas. Hey, uh, my favorite restaurant that I've ever eaten in is my wife's kitchen and my mother's kitchen. That's the best. Very best. That's that's. He's my wife is being serious. He's at first, I it. thought he was just trying to get brownie points. But no, no my wife is a great cook. Uh, <laughs> he is. We even testify to that. There's so many things that she cooks that I love. Yep. Uh, you know, my family. Uh, I come from a long line of country cookers and uh, really good stuff. But if I were to pick one place, uh, there was this steakhouse in Nashville called the Stockyard. And I'm a steak guy. I'm a meat guy, and I love steak. So sounds it, yummy. Yep, I love steak. The restaurant in Paris, I don't know the name of it, is really good for Ratatou- steak. Ratatouille. <clears throat> That's not the name of it. Oh, yeah, it's on the floor up above. I was talking about Vegas. There's a restaurant in uh, at the top of Palms. It's a French restaurant, phenomenal, and you overlook the oh, whole I city. You said, I thought you said Paris. No, you Palms Hotel. But I've re- I've eaten at those. The Luxor Steakhouse is really good at the Luxor. Um, the one on top of the Rio is really good too. I think we've been to that one, right? And the, the view is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, Vegas has a lot of food. So, if you guys want to do that, but I would say the one that I've been to the very most in my life would be a place called Don Jose's. And it's just, it's a nice little Mexican restaurant in California. And I probably have eaten there over 100, 200 times. So, that's that. I just, that's it. It just reminded me, uh, probably, this may be the most unique restaurant I've ever eaten at. It was a, a place called Casa Benita's in Denver, Denver, Colorado. It was, a, again, a Mexican restaurant. They had cliff diving. It was like they were oh, Acapulco so cool. theme. Yeah. Inside the restaurant, they had cliff divers so you while are, you're sitting So you there like eating. the experience. And yes. that's what helps the food come alive for that's you. That's right. That's exactly right. That's, I love the experience. Yeah. I do love the experience, too. Yeah. It makes it fun. 100%. <clears throat> Disney World has a lot of good restaurants that have they a do. good experience. Epcot. Epcot yeah. does as well. What, what is your favorite disney restaurant um geez for me it's ohana yeah we've had we've had ohana i love ohanas where is that that sounds familiar it's a polynesian yeah oh i've never i've never been there yeah well that's reason for us to go yeah it is a good place can we do the show from there no there's so many i don't remember their names yeah there's one there's one i've been to twice that's uh animal kingdom and the windows are actually, you look out and the animals are roaming around and stuff like that. It's really cool. And it's kind of got like an Indian, like an African and Indian um, kind of flavor to it. So lots of spices and stuff like that. But it's uh, it's a cool. I like Again, I like the atmosphere, right? So you got you can watch the giraffes walking you're by a, you're while a, you're eating a giraffe. No, they don't serve giraffe as a joke. There is a place in Africa that eats giraffe. I've seen it. I didn't eat it. All right, next one. Biggest ministry blunder. Do you have one? Uh, well, so here's what came to mind because you know I, you know I've never I'm not a you know a lead pastor like you guys are, but so but I do I lead a men's group and honestly, so here's what came to mind. Um, there was a time, especially in the first couple of years that I was leading that, that I was very concerned with how many people would show up. And I, my focus, and I th- really, I just, I thought the measure of success was how many men showed up. And 
man was I was just so wrong and I, I, it took me a while to learn that and for God to teach me that but I would say that that was my blunder was thinking that success was measured by how many people I have so many that I can't share <laughs> well you know uh, there's always the one that I try to notice people and I try to be personable and I went up to this lady and and I said uh how you doing? How you feeling? And she said, fine. I feel great. All right. I said, well, when's your baby due? Oh, no. <laughs> and she I've said, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, you want to hear a worse one? Yeah. Oh, is there one? Yeah. Oh, there's great. a worse one. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm trying to win this guy to come to our church. And to be a part of our church, he's a giver and all this. And I'm meeting with him and and I tell him, I said, hey, man, I saw your mother the other day. He said, my mother? He's dead. No, this woman, I I, I gave her a name. I said, no, this lady. And he says, that's my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. It's like... I couldn't speak for the rest of the movie. Oh, mercy. I was like, I, 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 We may just stay on this topic. This is hard. <laughs> and there is at least 20 years difference. At least, it may be more. It may be more. Oh, wow. That happens. That happens. So did, did he come to church? <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I pray for that man now, if he's still alive, that you would bless him and bring him to the Lord. And Lord, just anoint him in Amen. Jesus' name. In Amen. Jesus' name. Um, for me, um, so I used, when I, when I taught on a regular basis, there's, I taught through the Old Testament. And one of the things that it, it talks about is pinching or pitch your tent. Almost said it wrong, and so um, my wife knows. So I mean, when you're when you're in the heat of things and you're and you're saying things really quickly, it might come out as pinch your tit, and and, oh. and, and so, you did not do and that. So yeah, and then you and you and then you move on. Here's the funny thing, and, and then you move on, and everybody's laughing, and you have no idea why anybody's laughing. And then the person in the front row says, "Because you just said pinch your tit," and I was like, "What?" And it stopped, and I could not get back going afterwards. It was very difficult. So be careful in that line in Old Testament when it says. Hey, did his did his face Christine turn colors? I mean, just multiple. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Well, that's not the worst one. So then there was one time, and um, I was talking uh, to um, a group of. Oh, this is a group of youth on this one. And as I was talking to them, I was talking about a living organism. And, um, and that's, that was the context. But as I was going and sharing with them, I talked about orgasms and, um, to youth people, you don't bring up orgasms in the same sense as you're you're teaching. (laughs) And so that was not a fun, uh, a fun one. Um, but that one made you laugh too. And they, they did what you're talking about organs. So they went down and I literally had a parent come out to me afterwards and says, what are you saying about orgasms? What are you sharing with your kids that way? And so I had to share with him that was a, a flub. Um, but yeah, so I got the, a lot more too I could share, but we can go on this. The bloopers I, I guarantee you long, those huh? kids listened to everything you said. I bet you they did have their attention. 
got their attention you know, right away. I was speaking to youth one time too, and my assistant was in the back of the room and he was doing jumping jacks, you know, trying to get my attention. And in front of like 200 middle schoolers, my zipper was down and my, my tucked in shirt was sticking out of my zipper. <laughs> I, and and I, I just stopped the whole service and said, what is it? What? What? My assistant, and he's just, everybody's looking at me. And I turn around, I fix myself, pull my zipper up, and say, praise be to God. That's Let's it. go. Oh, that's too funny. All I right. can't imagine. You got, too bad we didn't have blooper reels. Yeah. You imagine if we had social media back when we were kids? Oh, my goodness. There would be so many There things. was a, you know, we I went to a mega church as a youth pastor. I, I was a, in a mega church, you know cars everywhere and this person couldn't get out of their parking spot because they were blocked in and so i i, I got a couple kids and i picked up the car and moved it but when i when i squatted down to pick up the car you split your pants a to z <laughs> a to z a to z and and i was in a suit you know i had i, I run the a 300 suit so my son was playing he just told us this story he was playing basketball with a bunch of because he's a youth pastor and uh, he was playing basketballs, and he went up, and he went to slam the thing, and he came down, and he split his pants from two to two as well. And he says he's walking around. He, I don't think he had underwear on, right? He just—he was just—he was freeing it. I don't know. He'd have to do that, but yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happens. I've broken <laughs> wow. chairs around people, so I've gotten a sat in a chair and <laughs> right on my. Have you done that? Yes, that's embarrassing. Course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, of course? Anyway, moving on. All right. yeah, the guy. Doesn't happen to bowlers. Um, does it, <laughs> Who most influenced your life? For me, it would besides my mom. So my mom would be my biggest influence. Um, just spoke life into me. Um, so my pastor would be Chuck Smith. I mean, he would be the biggest influencer in my life. He taught me the word of God. He taught me to love the full counsel of God. And then I think my spiritual mentor or my, um, if you want to call him spiritual father, would be George Miller. And uh, just the, the, his life and everything that he's, he's lived. And, 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 and so I think that would be my three. I don't have three. I just, I, put, I only put one. And I, I think this was easy for me. Um, it was, it's my dad. Um, and I, you know, in hindsight, I wish that there would have been a spiritual influence there. Um, but my dad was a really good man and he taught me a lot about how to treat people. And, um, you know, he, he's the guy that, you know, told me that, you know, you treat, you treat the, the bathroom attendant, like you treat a CEO, you don't treat people differently because of their status or their, their role. And, uh, like I said, my, my regret is that I wish my, my dad had been a, a godly influence as well, but, uh, he, but regardless, he, he was the biggest influence in my life. Yeah, it's easy for me as well. Dave Williams and Clyde Wright, they were the strength coaches at Liberty University, and and they both really poured into my life when I became a Christian playing football at Liberty. Mm. And great men of God, mm. very humble. Yeah, and I think the lesson there is that there's probably quite a few people that we've influenced that would say that we've been um that I don't know who they would be, but I'm sure there are people out there. If we're pouring into people, that's what made me think that if you're pouring into people, there's no doubt that they're going to be influenced by you. And so I think I hope my kids say me, yeah. right? Like, like yeah. Bob. Yeah. yeah. I hope my kids say me. Yeah. All right. We'll lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. Who is your biggest crush as a kid? 
And you're not allowed to say your wife. Oh, I was going to say, okay. Um, Elizabeth Shue. That's a good choice. I, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I had a crush on her as well. So she was in the movie Adventures in Babysitting. Babysitting. And there right. was this opening line, and I watched that over. So if I want to, I would say I watched that opening line over 10 times where she was singing, I don't know, Elizabeth Shue. That's the only thing I can think of, right? That's it. She was in a lot of movies, though, in the 80s, yeah. right? I think so, but that I just I don't know. I thought she, she was, was a very pretty girl. Pretty. Yeah. She was in a Karate Kid too. Good Karate Kid, that's yeah. right. Good but, choice. Hey, what if she's listening to this? If I tell you her we, name, we need to get her on. Oh, you're the girl. Yeah. <laughs> He's got her it. Name well, then is, we'll get her on the show. Yeah. Her name is Lisa Shiflet, and she was beautiful. Say her last name ten times. Yeah. Carefully. Yes. <laughs> uh, she was a softball player at Fluvanna County High School. She was a junior. I was a ninth grader, and I got to eat lunch with her every day. And uh, her and Kelly Hayton. Kelly oh. Hayton. Yeah, she's hating on ship ship. They <laughs> they, they kind of gave me uh, the time of day and laughed at me a lot, but it was really cool to sit with some juniors at lunch as a ninth grader. I can imagine. What? Wow, big time. Um, yours, mine. <laughs> well, I should have talked about this movie. So if I say the if I say the word Greece, does that help? Yeah, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, she's so pretty. Yeah, she was so old. What? No. <laughs> you married a younger girl, man. I know, right? I know <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I don't know something about and and it was it was the. Uh, the Sandy from, you know, the early Sandy, not the leather pants Sandy. Oh, okay. Oh, it really was. I, yeah. I, that was more of, to me, that, that was, was more that was your more style. Track, my style, that's yeah, right. Bubba. My style. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sandy. You I haven't see seen that. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. But that was that's a movie I've seen 10 times at least yeah. as well. You know, I used to think uh, uh, In the Air Tonight was a romantic song. I didn't know until a long time, yeah, a long time later that it was about a drowning. Yeah, but uh, I used to, I used to listen to that song as a kid and think about these girls, and it's just crazy, man. Crazy. <laughs> Some old school Phil Collins, good yeah, stuff. Definitely, man. I was into it. Elton John, Phil Collins, w- with my eight track. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Push number four, please. Yeah, half the people listening to the show have no idea what an eight track tape is. Yeah, if you're from Google it, you know what Google 70s, is. Yeah. Figure it out, right? All right, next. We got a few more. Um, yeah. Your greatest life lesson. Mm, that's good. Yeah, here I'll I'll start. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, when I figured out this life is not about me, I think that's my greatest life lesson, and that took me about forty-four years to figure that out. Mm. I told my greatest life lesson on our show a couple of weeks ago on, from our testimony or a week ago. I don't know however long it was. It, it was when I was trying to do everything myself. I was trying to do the ministry myself. I was trying to do business myself. And it was when God finally, you know, basically pulled the carpet from beneath my feet. And he made me, he made me get to this position of life where it was like, there's nothing else but him. <laughs> I mean, you could try to figure it out all you want, but there's really, there's no other options but him. And by his grace, he was able to open my eyes and show me that like, kind of like what you were saying. It, it's just, it's surrender. It's, I mean, it's God, God showed me very clearly that life, life without him at the beginning, middle and end is not really worth living at all it's 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 he makes everything good 
he makes everything right. And so that would be it. Greatest life lesson is when God, about was in 2008, probably he just, you know, it was a major spanking for me. I would look at it that way. And it was a, it was a wake up call. So yeah, that would be it. Um, for me, uh, if you know me, I'm a people pleaser and I want people to like me. And, uh, when it came down to it and I learned that, uh, I'm not to let anyone else dictate my character that I'm supposed to be someone that God's called me to be regardless of anybody else. That I'm not uh, here to please anyone else but God. That is good. Um, you want to you wanna finish with this one or you want to do this no, one and can, then bounce back? You can do it. Either All one. right. So yeah. the next one would be if you were to give one piece of advice, what would you say to someone? One piece of advice. What would you say? Um, me would be stay the course. That's good. I like it. Yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah. Don't give up. I mean, let's, I mean, everything in this world wants you to uh, lose. They want you to be defeated. They want you to give up. And God tells you to stay the course because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Don't give up. Stay the course. Keep, keep taking baby steps every single day. For me, uh, it was what that girl had written on her door uh, that was in the car crash. Um, it's worth it. Worth it. You know, that whatever it costs to serve God, that it's worth it. Wow, that's really good. Um, you? Yeah, mine's not as good as you guys. Oh. <laughs> I'll still share it. Okay. So mine is listen to understand, not to respond. I think too often we get this whole world, our whole culture, everybody's just, they just want to be heard. They just want to speak. They want to talk. And we just, we're not listening to each other. So I don't know what you're doing with your hat right now, Pete, but uh, that, that would be mine. When you talk to people, when, when you're listening to people, listen to understand what they're trying to say, not trying to think about yeah. what you're going to say next. We talked about that like on a few weeks, a few shows ago, we said, listen, listen. people that don't listen are really not walking with the Lord. A listening spirit, a listening heart. That's good. So that was mine. Like I said, not as cool as yours, but that's all right. Couldn't see that. It's way. all good. <laughs> all right. Uh, for those of you who are just listening, Pete's playing goofy games with his hat. So it, it's a goofy What's show. Up? We have fifteen-year-old yeah. Pete today, so we're yeah. having a good time. All right, guys. Uh, I got Barry, like that I'm going to start with Barry on this one. Oh. Um, what is your favorite book of the Bible? What? Well, which book of the Bible speaks to you the most, and why? Um. And I know this is tough. Out of the 66, you got to pick one, right? Yeah, I, I can do it. Um, it's connected to my spiritual mentor, Dave Williams. Uh, I was working all week, um, 60 hours, doing um, strength training with athletes at Liberty, and I'd go on the weekends and do feats of strength. And and somehow, some way. American Express gave me a card, and, and uh, that means I can charge as much as I want. And uh, God always paid it off. And we would just go anywhere sharing the gospel through feats of strength. And, and I come back on the weekend, from the weekend, go to work early on, 6 o'clock on Monday, and, and I tell him what God did. And, and he said, man, I was reading this passage the other day, and it really reminds me of what your ministry is all about. And that's Isaiah's 61, 1 through 4, and it's an amazing passage. And uh, that that verse, those sets of verses is what I tried to see God do in my life. Jesus used that in his ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. 
What's your favorite book of the Bible, Pete? Uh, Romans. Yeah? Yeah, I, cry, I probably quote it the most, if I think about it. It's just, I think it's, it's um, it, it ties in the law of doing things and the grace that God has given us. And I think it just really brings the whole message of the gospel to life. Romans, book of Romans. Yours? Good. Mine's John, <clears throat> the book of John. Um, just so much about it. I, I was sharing with you earlier, just the, the break. I, I actually took in last year and broke down kind of my highlight for each chapter in the book. And uh, it's just a, it's just an amazing book from the story, you know, from the water to wine to um, the, 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 the talk with Nicodemus. Um, and of course, everybody knows 316 um, in that same in that same chapter. And then, you know, the, the woman at the well. And honestly, um, John 21, where Peter is kind of reconciled, he bring where Jesus just brings Peter back in and just loves on him and um Man, just it's just that that's probably my favorite chapter in the book of John, just for that reason. You know, what I mean, I because I, I, I don't know why, but I can I can kind of I can put myself in Peter's place. So like, you know, I failed. Um, I did what he said I would do, and I said, you know, I promised I wouldn't ever do that. And then, you know, you go back to what you know, you go back to fishing. And here comes Jesus to just restore you. And it's just, to me, it's just a beautiful, beautiful chapter. So I, I love the entire book of John. And Out of the Gospels, that, I would favorite. say that's my favorite, too. Yeah. Uh, I just like the way it's written. I like his approach. Yeah, that's awesome. Matthew, Mark, Luke, they've, they kind of copy each other a little bit, where John is completely different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's mine. And that wasn't easy. I actually, I mean, I, uh, I love the book of James. I love uh, I, the book of Romans as well. Um, they're all New Testament stuff, but yeah, <laughs> I, I got to read the Old Testament more. We were just we're just doing a study on Colossians and just this little chapter three verses one through right. eleven, and I'm just like, dude, there's so much there's so much <laughs> meat here, it's just ridiculous. Yep. So I mean, we can go on and on and on about that. All right. Well, if you got to break it, so now if, if I asked you to just break it down to one verse, where, where would you go there? If you just had a, a favorite verse or maybe a set of verses, and maybe that's what you shared. Partly already, Barry, but uh, you know, if there's something else, or there's just a, your life verse, or something you just spend the most time. Yeah, if if I were to pick one more verse, it would be Second Corinthians five, and uh, especially verse twenty one. God made him who knew no yeah. sin to be sin, so that we might become His righteousness. Amen. Yeah, I would. I would. There's too many. I don't know. Romans eight twenty eight, Ephesians two eight, Romans twelve two, Galatians two twenty. If you guys don't know it, look them up. Look them they're up. good. Good stuff. Amen. Amen. Because he doesn't have them memorized, that's why he told oh, me. I can, I can, no, I'm I kidding, can quote guys. these okay. chapters and verse, baby. <laughs> no, they're, he really, certain, he really does. There's, there's certain things that you, there's just certain verses that you lean on. You know, the eight twenty eight working all things together for good. But I mean, those, I mean, that's it's said so much. But when you when you're in a life that's of surrender and you're still before God and everything around you looks like it's caving in. And everything looks like it's the end of the world and you have hope, no hope and you have no life, you have nothing. And Romans 8.28 comes up and you know that you serve a good God and that God is always at work and he's working everything together and that, he's, and that you can trust him and he's faithful. That verse means a lot. It's not just one of those cliches that you say. Yeah. It's one of those things that you put all of your hope, your rest God is going to work through this. So good. Yeah. Well, I have, I have two that I, that I wanted to share. The first one is um, 
Second Timothy one seven, and the reason that really speaks to me is so often I feel like uh, I'm not worthy, or I don't have the, the power, or the strength, or the knowledge to do what I ought to do. And uh, that verse just reminds me that that that's not true. That's a lie from Satan. That the the spirit that God has given me does does give me power and strength and self control and all that all that good stuff. And then the other second the the, uh, the second area I would mention is uh, James 1, 2, 3. So James 1, verses 2 and 3. Um, just consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, when uh, you tr- when you face trials of many kinds, and I don't know it exactly, like, you know, um, but the the message I get from that is, you know, don't... Don't be so worried about your circumstances. So we're so quick to say, "Get me out of this circumstance," when it may be that uh, God is trying to to refine us and make Him more like His Son through those circumstances. And then, you know, if we will just persevere, if we'll just stick it out, and like Pete said earlier, if we just won't, just don't quit, just keep going on, and uh, let God refine us, let God make us more like His Son. That so those are the two that uh, I lean on often i was uh talking about barry's isaiah 61 when we were going i there was a team of us that went to morocco one time to to uh, minister to the middle atlas berbers up in the mountains there and they speak a Thomasic language and we were going to bring we worked with wickliffe to uh translate the book of luke into their their Thomasic language and it cost like seventy five thousand dollars but after we were done with that we went ahead and put the book of luke on a a, um, a, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? The little audio, audio box, whatever that they can hear it. Yeah. But it was also, um, solar operated so they can just put it in the solar and it would do. So it was a little audio box and we took it over. But the verse that, the, that we went with that connected the whole team was Isaiah 61. I was just going to read it because Barry brought it up. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all those who mourn. And, and, and that was kind of the mindset is to help break free those people's, uh, the bondages and, the, and, and everything that they were having. But we were able to see firsthand imams, which are the Muslim priests. We were able to see them play this book of Luke right there with all of his people around. They were playing it. We saw it. We witnessed it. So the God's word was going out and the liberty, the, the bondage that was being broken, it was being broken right there. They were hearing God's truth in their own language. So I just thought of that when Barry said that. Amen. All right, so Barry, speak to these people. They need Jesus, at least I do, Amen. so speak to me. Well, let me give you another verse that means a whole lot to me, and that's First John five thirteen. These things have I written unto you so that you may have eternal life. Amen. I missed a word. No. So that you may know no. that you have eternal life. If you're sitting there today and you're listening to this and you were asked the question, do you know for certainty you're going to heaven and you would say, I don't know, or I hope so. God doesn't want you to have a hope so faith. He doesn't want you to not know. He wants you to know that you have eternal life and that you're his kid and that your sins are forgiven and that you'll spend eternity in heaven with him. And how can I know that for sure? Well, you put your hope in Jesus and what his word says. So first of all, 
you got to admit that you're a sinner because God's word says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Secondly, you must believe. A, admit, B, believe, believe that Jesus is the Lord, the Son of God, that he died on the cross, that he was buried, and he rose again. The Bible says in Romans 1.12, it says, um, whosoever believes in him, whoever receives him and believes in him shall become children of God. And so it's believing and receiving. And so do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died and he was buried and he rose again the third day? And the last thing is, see, we must confess him, confess him as our Lord. What does that mean? We invite him to come and sit on the throne of our life, be in charge of our life. And you hand over the keys, the control of, of your life to him. And if you've never done that, why don't you do that today? Why don't you sign, seal, and deliver it that you know Beyond a shadow of doubt, he's your Lord and Savior. Because he promised in Romans 10, 13, whosoever calls, let's pray, upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Would you call on him? Would you pray with me and call on him? Let's pray. Dear God, uh, we've had a lot of fun today on this show. But Lord, people are hurting and people need you more than anything. I need you more than anything. And so, Lord, we come together today and we admit that we're sinners, that we have fallen short of your standard and we don't measure up. And we confess that before you. We ask that you forgive us. And, and Lord, we have offended you because we are selfish, self-centered. And even the word sin has I in the middle. And, Lord, I pray that you forgive us. And, Lord, I, I just want to say I believe in Jesus, that he is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. And as he said in John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and life. And no man, no man comes to the Father except through me. Lord, I believe that Jesus is the only way. That through his death, burial, and resurrection, in him being the Son of God, 100% God and 100% man, that he died in our place and he paid the penalty of our sin. I believe that he was buried and he rose again. I believe that he defeated the grave and and because he defeated the grave and defeated Satan, defeated sin and defeated death, I want you, Lord Jesus, to come sit on the throne of my heart and reign inside of me. Be my Lord, be my Savior, be my Master, be my all in all, and help me to love you more each day and live every day for you. Dear Jesus, I invite you Come in my life right now. In Jesus' name I pray. If you pray that prayer, it is the greatest moment of your life. And you have turned uh, and switched in your new creation. And, and your home is no longer on the earth. You're a resident, a citizen of heaven. And I want to congratulate you. Pete, tell us what mm. they should do. We would love to talk with you. And so now we want to congratulate you personally. So if you that is you, just go on to riotpodcast.co. There's a part there that says, No God. Click on that No God. Down at the bottom, you can click on that you gave your life to the Lord. Fill that out, and we will reach out to you and talk with you, get you the material that you need to get started, and um, connect you with the church if you need to, pray with you, answer any questions. 
uh, we're here for you. And, um, and we do that in Jesus name. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Bob. Well, would you guys, you know, go on to Facebook and, uh, in the comments section, mm-hmm. just tell us, you know, we answered a bunch of questions. You guys got to know a lot about us today and it was fun guys. I enjoyed the kind of the discussion and the, the, the banter back and forth. I hope our listeners enjoyed it as well, but, uh, you know, f- Tell us. Take one of those questions that we asked and uh, answer it for us so we can kind of get to know you guys a little bit better as well. So make sure that uh, you share uh, share the Facebook page with your friends. Uh, let people know about your the podcast. You can share those as well. Uh, just let somebody know uh, that may just enjoy listening to us as well. But they're not going to know if you don't tell them about it. So so share that with them. And of course, on the uh, on the YouTube page, always we ask that you hit subscribe. Uh, click on the little uh, bell button and find out. Uh, that way you get your alerts on every Thursday. But, guys, this was fun. It was a little different. Uh, and I know we're going to jump in back into Colossians. We're going to finish up the book here in the next few weeks. We also uh, have our 50th show podcast coming up. Say what? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. If anybody's out there, you, what would you want to hear from us? What would be something we can do to celebrate our 50th podcast coming up? That's crazy. I want to know who's listened to all 50 I, I'm sure that would some. be cool. It's hard though. Send them a new shirt if they listen to all <laughs> right? fifty. Oh, we send them. I send them more than that. <laughs> send all fifty. Let me know. We'll hook you that up somehow. Marathon right there. <laughs> hey, could I share one more thing, Pete? Yeah. You don't mind? No. Hey guys, uh, my name is Barry Rice, and um, this podcast has really impacted my life, and I just. I appreciate you listening to it. I appreciate you being involved in, and I just, I'm a, I'm a, a guest today and I get to share, you know, with these guys and have a wonderful time. But I want you to know this, that Riot Podcast needs your support and they need it financially. And, uh, they want to, they have dreams of doing great things, going into churches and being encouragement, going overseas on missions trips and being encouragement. And I just encourage you to on the website, uh, go and click on the donate button. Uh, they did not ask me to say this, but I want to say it from the bottom of my heart that these are godly men doing godly work for the kingdom. And, uh, if you would be led by the spirit to give towards this ministry, I just encourage you to do it because it's going to impact lives even more. And, uh, they would certainly appreciate your prayers and appreciate your financial support. That's awesome. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Barry. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I believe in you guys. Thank you, Bob. An amazing day, guys. Yeah. It was fun. We're like, don't know what to say. I know. I'm like, what what do you say? You know what I'm going to say? What? I'm going to just say goodbye and have an amazing week of worship, guys. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to say, go to church. Go to church. (laughs) Go church. I mean, to church. (laughs) All right. Be blessed. Bye. This has been the Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.